0: Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Philippians 4.4. 4. This is week three of Advent. Advent celebrating the arrival of Jesus onto this world and all that brings us. This is all about joy. Are you full of joy? Are you not full of joy? Why or why not? We're going to look a little bit about joy today. I am Matt Odegaard. Welcome to Church Public and let's get started. Well again, welcome to Church Public. Thank you so much for joining me here today. If you missed the first 2 weeks, this is week 3 of Joy. Week 3 of Advent. This is Joy. If you missed the first 2 weeks, go back to churchpublic.com and you can see those there or you can listen to them on any of the podcast platforms. If you do, jump on the podcast, feel free to like and subscribe. I really appreciate that and give a re- review. The reviews really help. They help uh, me and it helps This platform. I'm trying to do this to help others understand what it means to follow Jesus and how they can engage with the public square. And especially in this Christmas time, it's a great time to understand what we're doing here and engage with people around you about Jesus. And today is all about joy. Are you full of joy? That's really the question. Or are you not full of joy? Joy is the heart of Christmas. The reason joy is the heart of Christmas is because the good news of great joy that Jesus has come to this earth to save us. And there's this great connection in between joy and salvation. Psalm fifty-one, twelve: restore to me the joy of your salvation. This is what David wrote in a psalm after committing adultery with Bathsheba. David had sinned a lot against God and against um, others and He still understood the connection between salvation and joy. He repented of his sin. He asked God's forgiveness, and he asked God to restore the joy of his salvation. You can't have joy without real salvation, and you actually can't have salvation without true joy. They go together. They go hand in hand, and they go together with those scriptures which tell us the Christmas story. Now, some of you who know me and know me better know that I am loud, and I don't mean to be. And it gets me in trouble sometimes. Uh, in fact, all throughout school, I can't even tell you how many libraries I've been kicked out of. And it's not on purpose, and I don't mean to be kicked out of these places, but I just am loud, and I appreciate things, and I enjoy life, and I laugh loud. People have woken up many babies because I've laughed too loud. I, I apologize about that again. It's just that I'm loud, and I'm engaged, and I can't help it, and I really enjoy life. And and I think that's okay. And if you have sat next to me in church, or even to this day, sitting next to me in church, whoever is sitting next to me tends to elbow me in the ribs from time to time, because apparently I listen too loudly as well. And I respond too loudly. And apparently I'm an active listener that makes sounds of affirmation or maybe disagreement. And when I'm really engaged, I can't help it. I've been told that in the movie theaters, I am the loudest one in the movie theater. Again, Just kind of how it is. It's how I am. I'm really engaged, and I can't help it, and I enjoy life. That is one reason why I've spent so many years as a worship leader, because I like to make a joyful noise. I like to make a loud noise. I love to make a loud noise to the Lord. That's just who I am. It is how I'm wired, and it's how I'm made. So we're going to move into, move from me, because you all don't care about me. We're here to talk about Jesus. So we're talking about Jesus. This is what happened to Mary. Jesus' mom, when she went to see her cousin, Mary's cousin Elizabeth, who happened to be John the Baptist's mom. So, did you get that? Mary has a cousin named Elizabeth, and then Jesus, who's in Mary's tummy, Mary's pregnant. Elizabeth is pregnant with John the Baptist, and these two cousins get together. So, Mary got ready, and she went to this town uh, in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. This is uh, from Luke. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, "'Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. Why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me?' And as soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leapt for joy." Blessed is she who has believed that what the Lord had said to her will be accomplished. Luke 1:39 through 45. I love this passage and this passage reminds me of joy. We started off with the Philippians passage from Paul and that's a really important one because regardless of the circumstances, which we'll talk about in a moment, you should have joy. But I like this moment because it's so much more human and both the mother is super excited and in a loud voice, you know, exclaims, proclaims, yells out how excited she is, and the baby is jumping too. Two levels of joy happening here. The verbal expression in a loud voice she exclaimed, And then you have the baby jumping too. I love this scene. Mary enters the house. John the Baptist, who is filled with the Spirit, even in the womb, starts jumping for joy. Because, as Elizabeth put it, Mary was the mother of her Lord. Jesus is Lord. Mary was Jesus' mother. John, in close proximity to Jesus, it it just gets excited. and, And they all know the Savior has come to bring salvation for the people. And John begins jumping for joy, and the mom exclaims with joy. And, of course, fast forward a little bit, we can't forget the wise men. And I'm even skipping past the shepherds at this point, but get to the wise men. Um, This is Matthew 2. After they had heard the king, they went on to their way, and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. They're excited. They've been looking for a sign that something's happening, that the Savior is coming, that there is some kind of thing happening in the world, and they get excited about it. They rejoiced to find the place where Jesus was born. Why? Because Jesus was this Messiah. Jesus had come to bring salvation to the people. Salvation, joy belong together. Joy and Christmas belong together. Jesus came at Christmas to bring us joy, and especially the joy of salvation, as we heard from David in the Psalms. Jesus brings the joy of salvation. Joy comes from salvation. Salvation leads to joy, and joy brings forth praise we should praise God every day for salvation. That's what Paul was getting at at the very beginning when we read Philippians 4. Praise him for his grace. Praise him for his love. Praise him for sending his son Jesus. Praise him because he's your savior, for his goodness, for his kindness, for his forgiveness. Praise him for the fact that he brought Jesus into this world as a tiny baby to become a savior and to become the very God uh, in man, God in flesh that takes away the sins of the world. This is such, uh, there's so many things that we can attribute praise to God for and we can show joy. We can show joy this season. And that goes back to the same question I started with Are you filled with joy this season? You should be because God is good, Christ has come. Salvation is yours. Christmas is all about this joy because joy comes from Jesus and Christmas is all about him. We shouldn't get caught in the circumstances. That was what Paul was talking about earlier in Philippians. When we get to these circumstances, if we base our joy or our happiness on our circumstances, we're always almost going to be let down. Because If a circumstance is good, you can be happy. If a circumstance is bad, you're going to be sad. That's not what joy is. Joy is knowing that there's more to this life that's going on even now. And there's more to the life to come. This is what joy is all about. It's the joy of your salvation that you have Jesus and through Jesus, you can experience that joy. And don't forget that joy is not just something that you manufacture, that you can just create out of nothing because you will it to be so. While some of this is choice and you have to choose to follow Jesus... Some of it is the gift of the Spirit, because remember, joy is a fruit of the Spirit. When you are in God, when you are in Christ, when you are indwelled by the Spirit and following after Jesus with all of your heart and soul and mind and strength, that joy will begin to come out because it's a fruit. It's not something you create inside of you by having great thoughts and good wishes. It's because of who God is and because of all that he has done for you. That's why it's such a great thing. And it's such a great thing in this particular season. And I know for a lot of people, it's not necessarily a season of joy because of circumstances. But that's where we miss our mark. And if we act the way everybody else acts in this world, and we are depressed like everybody else is depressed in this world, but we don't have that joy inside. Again, I'm not saying pretend like everything is okay that's not what joy is. Joy is understanding that in spite of the circumstances, go and read some of Paul's uh, remarks and some of his remarks about his circumstances in terms of literally almost being killed over and over and over again, and snakes and shipwrecks and islands, all of this crazy stuff that happens to Paul, and yet he says he has this joy. And, uh, That's such an important thing for us to understand in spite of the circumstances. I mean, even Philippians, he's writing from a jail and he's saying we need to always have joy. I will be honest that if I were sitting in a jail, and these are different jails than now where you get to watch TV and work out and do all the other random things like this is you may or may not eat, you probably don't sleep, rodents, all kinds of other things. We won't even talk more about that. It would be hard to find joy in that circumstance, and yet Paul reminds us it's not about the circumstance. So whatever your circumstance you're dealing with right now, and I don't know, and only you know whether you have pain from that or not, you can know that God came to be with you. That very fact that we saw from the wise men that you can read about the shepherds in Luke 2 and other places. And, of course, the joy for from Mary, from Joseph, from, uh, from other people in the story. It's such an important thing to hold on to because this joy is what really, really makes a difference, not just in our lives, but in the lives of those that are around us. Because if you are sad and depressed and melancholy and bored and apathetic and selfish like everybody else in the world, and only focused on the material things of this world, nobody's going to ask you any questions about anything because you're no different. If instead, in spite of the circumstances, maybe because of the circumstances, you show the joy that you have in Jesus, especially during this season, someone might say, hey, I know what's going on with you, and yet there's something different about you. You can then point them to God, point them to your Savior, Jesus Christ, and say that this is only possible. Through what Jesus has done for me. So that is joy. Joy is the third week of Advent, and Advent is just a really wonderful and important time for us to understand why we do what we do why we follow God, why following God is even important. I hope that you continue to follow God. I hope you have a local community that you plug into for this Christmas season and that you begin to experience the joy of the Lord that can only come from him. As always, God bless you. Thanks for tuning in. You can check out churchpublic.com for more and please keep the faith.